0: Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to our 100th episode celebration. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? Now, here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello and welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell here with... And
1: I'm John Potts.
0: John, we are uh, 100 episodes into giving wow. people the red pill today. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. So congratulations. I know you're more recent to on board to the thing, but I just want to thank you for being yeah. a part of this.
1: Absolutely.
0: And of course, we want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers because we could not have even reached 100 episodes without you. And so we're particularly thankful to the new premium subscribers that have just come on board uh, in just really basically 30 days, John. Wow. Since we've launched it, we've already got over 90 subscribers. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Absolutely. And I want to give a shout out to the first 12 people who actually subscribe. I'm just going to give their first names. Okay. Uh, Angie. I want to thank Pam. I want to thank Uriah. Carrie. Gilbert, Michelle, Kevin, Jewel, Mandy, Nick, Ron, and Karen. So all of you 12, we want to thank all of our subscribers, of course, but for those 12, we consider you our 12 disciples.
1: I like it. I like it. The original you're original followers. The original, like original
0: followers there. So <laughs> you're special to me, special in my heart, and just appreciate you for, for doing that. And of course, we want to encourage all of you that haven't subscribed to the premium, Uh, the bonus content there is something I think you'll enjoy. Um, The uh, newsletter, the uh, uh, special episodes, all that stuff. And, of course, ad-free. So we want to encourage you to do that. And, yeah, I think the ball's rolling, John. I think we got some good momentum.
1: Yeah, so very awesome. Hundred episodes. Yeah, it's 100, quite an accomplishment.
0: Hundred episodes. So today we're going to do a special thing. We're going to talk a little bit more about us personally, about the show, uh, about what our plans are, things like that. So we don't have a particular message here uh, today. We're going to do uh, our next episode of the hundred and first. We're going to get back and talking about CERN and the abyss. Yeah. So we'll we'll get back to those interesting things too. But I just felt like we wanted to kind of bring you into our world a little bit, let you know what we're uh, planning. And thank you, of course, for not just your subscribership and your support of us, but you're giving us feedback, you're sharing, you're liking videos, you're following us on YouTube and Facebook and every bit of that helps us. So thank you all so much for that. Yeah.
1: John. So, so I guess it's going to turn over to me cause I'm going to interview you for this one, which I think is really cool Yeah. because I listen to several podcasts and Scott knows this and there's some great podcasts out there. And yeah. this is, in my opinion, this is one of the best, but that's a selfless plug, right? <laughs> but well, thank you. <laughs> I, I hear the voices when I'm, when I'm listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and you get to know the personalities a little bit, yeah. but you don't really get to know the people. And I think this is a great opportunity for us as listeners, uh, um, um, and for all the, the followers and the listeners out there to get to know you a little bit and a little bit about your background and, yeah. and how you came up with the idea for Bible mysteries and all that. So we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of bounce through all of that. So I sure. think the, the best way um, for us to jump right in is why don't you tell us uh, about your testimony of salvation?
0: Yeah, absolutely, John. That's To me, that's the most important tool we have as believers. And while we are a show that's trying to reach across the spectrum to anybody, whether they're, uh, they've are they been a believer as a Christian uh, a disciple or follower of Christ all their life, or whether they've never picked up a Bible in their life, we want to provide something for any level. Mm-hmm. But I believe as a Christian that our testimony is the strongest tool we have. And, you know, a lot of people are surprised to learn that I have no religious upbringing ringing at all. You know, my family did not attend a church. Uh, My mother and father uh, didn't raise us in any Christian teaching at all. In fact, I didn't know anything about God or the Bible except through uh, my maternal grandparents. And they were both believers. Okay. And they were devout people. Uh, and we lived in the same city as them. So I was very blessed to have actually both sets of grandparents. So was
1: your day-to-day life then was not, obviously was not going to Bible studies during the week. Was it church on Sunday or was that church on Christmas and church on Easter? No. Maybe the only days.
0: Not even then. Not even that. Not even then. If somebody died or got married was the only time we'd end up in church.
1: Sorry, I don't mean to jump in too much. You haven't even got started, but if your grandparents were believers Mm -hmm. and then obviously your parents probably were not, Mm -hmm. right? Um, or just weren't active. Weren't active, okay. yes, definitely. Um, so there was, there was no, um, I guess what I was getting at, like your parents weren't like, hey, this is not something you want to do. You don't want to, like almost atheistic. It wasn't anything like that. They just no. weren't. Want to get involved with the church that much, or they maybe just had were no
0: involvement
1: involved in other stuff, they might have Family, had jobs, all that.
0: Yeah, they yeah. might have had exposure when they were younger and their kids, you know. And, and uh-huh. maybe they decided it was that 60s generation, maybe. Yeah, they just didn't want to get involved, or a little bit more of a me focus, okay, you know. So I grew up, um, without that nurture, without that yeah. uh, uh, confidence, love of Christ, none of that was ever discussed. With the exception of my maternal grandparents, who I saw on pretty much a weekly basis. Okay. And it was my grandfather who was a, a Baptist and a Gideon. You know, they'd put yeah. the Bibles in the hotel. Yeah, rooms. I like and those guys. He's the first one that ever gave me a Bible. Uh used to leave. He would buy comic books for us. So back in those days, you know, it was like Spider-Man and the Archies and, uh-huh. you know, those kind of comic books. And he would throw in chick publications, you know. Little tracks, Is that the tracks, yeah, chick, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And he would throw in others. Sometimes there was a, a Christian comic called the Crusaders, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, and he would just throw those into the pile. They were very subtle about it. They didn't push it on us <coughs> at all, Excuse because me. they knew they, they they were laissez-faire. They didn't want to get involved in my parents raising us, but at the same time they wanted to have wanted us to have some exposure to yeah. the Lord. So that was my first reckoning, and and when I got to a certain age, my grandfather. Uh, would offer to take us to his church on Sunday, and he would come pick us up. So uh, my mom and dad were not proactive at all. They just said, I don't care if he goes, he can go. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't every week. I never felt like a member of this church. But uh, I would go on occasion to Sunday school, and I remember thinking, I don't know any of these people. They would talk about Abraham or Noah or Moses Or Isaac, or Lot, or Jacob, and I was like, I, I felt so stupid. I didn't know who they were. They were just like strangers, strangers' names. Yeah, and that went on for some time. And um, you know, I was. It was not a happy childhood. What, you know?
1: what age was this at? Sorry.
0: So from probably about six or seven.
1: Oh, pretty young. Yeah, okay. when I was
0: old enough to really for them to come pick us up. Maybe a little older. Maybe eight. Uh, When they would drive us. And you're hearing about
1: the people in the Old Testament. So obviously, this is probably not in the main congregation. This is probably Sunday school environment. Sunday school
0: classes for kids. Uh, They talked about Jesus and David and Goliath and things like that. But they were just stories to me, and I I felt out of place. You know, I was one of those kids that um, because the home environment wasn't very nurturing, you know, kids can grow up with these. Issues (laughs) Issues yeah. <laughs> and I had issues, yeah. you know, uh, fearful and lacking in confidence and, you know, all those things and probably wore my uh, anxiety and defensiveness on my sleeve as a kid okay. Well, you're a target. be picked on by children when you're like that, you know, any, any weakness they find they, it's like a big bullseye on your back, you know? So you would catch that at school when I was no different than any other kid that got picked on or bullied. But I remember, um, when I started going to the Sunday school classes, I would think, okay, there's a safe haven. Same thing happened there. You know, Sunday school kids can be just as mean, you Mm -hmm. know, because I was sort of an out, Cider. Yeah. I wasn't a member of the church, you know, and they, they oh, you're, you yeah, know, same, same names. So I didn't really feel any connection to that church. But what was interesting, John, was when I was about 12 years old, um, I was at that church one Sunday morning and uh, my little brother and I used to sit up in the balcony and uh, we didn't pay attention to the message. We were just there mm-hmm. to get away from the house, you know. And we scribbled on the Lottie Moon offerings, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> the little pages they yeah. put in there, and uh, and this particular church in um, Louisiana was a uh, big First Baptist Church of Baton Rouge, and they were televised, and the cameras back in those days were huge, you know. This was in the late '60s, yeah. early '70s, so they were these big things on tripods, and they were both up in the balcony, so they were intimidating. The big red light would come on, you know, and you'd see, ooh, they're airing, and it was on the local station there. <coughs> So one particular Sunday, I remember it because it was such a strange thing. Um, the uh, pastor seemed to be going on forever. And I needed to go to the restroom. And <laughs> I was intimidated by the cameras. I didn't want to walk and think. I was afraid that the TV would show me walking to, to the side door from the balcony. And then, oh, he's going to the bathroom. You know? yeah. I don't know why that was intimidating to me. But I kept waiting. Oh, so he'll be done in a minute. He'll be done in a minute. And then I'll go. And he kept going on and on, and it just seemed like he was never going to stop. So it was one of those things where you reach the point of no return. <laughs> so, well, I've got to go. So I braved the camera. I walked you know, as low as I could underneath it, hoping they wouldn't catch my head. And when I got to the men's room door uh, in that balcony area, it was locked. So evidently somebody was in there or they locked it unintentionally or something. Okay. Well, that was like, oh, no. So now I've got to go down the stairwell. To the uh, to the sanctuary and go down the aisle to the men's room that are in the back of the sanctuary, because that's the only other one I knew of. So and you're like, okay, I got to go. I've got to hurry. So (laughs) I I walked down the stairwell. And what unbeknownst to me, when I was in the stairwell and, and trying to go into the men's room upstairs, he'd given an invitation the pastor had wrapped up his message and he invited people to walk down the aisle. Yeah. So I come out of the little foyer, start walking my way down the side aisle to the men's room. And I see all these other people are walking down too. And I think, does everybody have to go to the bathroom? Church is out. I'm- <laughs> and, I, and I'd been there enough to sort of realize it wasn't church wasn't out. It was an invitation. Yeah. So yeah. they're walking the aisle and I stopped and I kind of knew, oh, that's something they do at the end of every service. So I stopped and I started to go back because I didn't want it to look. Li- and people were going, go on, son, go on. Don't let the devil yeah. hold you back. You know. <laughs> and then I was like embarrassed because, oh, no, they think I'm walking down the aisle and they're going to know I was going to the men's room. So I ended up walking the aisle and okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to dedicate my life to Christ. I was just trying to act like I wasn't going to the men's room. Yeah. So it was like, of course, at that point, the urge left you, you know, because you were uh, and people sometimes when I tell the story, did you ever get to go to the bathroom? Yes, I got to go to the bathroom. But I ended up walking down the aisle and meeting the pastor and he thought I came to dedicate my life to Christ. So ultimately what happened was uh, I got baptized in this church. Uh, right. It was almost my 13th birthday. So it was right, right before uh, when this happened. And then the next week or two, we got baptized and I was told you're a Christian now. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody told me, do you trust Christ as your Lord and savior? Did you have a a testimony? Not only, I didn't, I knew his name. I really know what he did. really understand any of that. So I tried to be a Christian And, you know, a funny thing about it is by this time I'm in almost, I think I started seventh grade shortly thereafter. I'm trying to remember what age 13 is. Yeah, it's
1: about right.
0: But I remember I started reading the Bible because I thought I was supposed to. And I didn't know what I was reading. You know, I probably had that Gideon Bible that my grandfather Mm -hmm. gave me. And I started reading in the book of Revelation, and it was like, whoa, this is scary. (laughs) What is this? This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I I was so naive, I thought my friends at school would want to see this. It's so wild. And I brought a Bible to school and was teased mercilessly for oh, that. Yeah. As if that was like, oh, you're not supposed to bring a Bible to school? I mean, evidently not, you know, when you're 13 well, years old. Try it
1: nowadays, see what happens to you. Try to bring one to church.
0: <laughs> In fact, people didn't bring them to church back then. Wow, days. yeah. And the, the irony was, they, they started, at that point, they teased me with the name Preacher Boy. Isn't that funny? Because I grew up to be a preacher. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) So it was sort of... So you could never
1: break away from
0: the stigma. Never. I was stigmatized at 13. (laughs) There was no getting away from it. So I played Christian, but I was just as miserable, just as mean and rotten and and scared and and, uh, dysfunctional as any kid could be. And about the time I was around 15 or 16, my sister started to date a guy and his dad was a preacher. And he was teaching a Bible class, and that man's name was Obed Kirkpatrick.
1: I know that name.
0: Yeah, he's a great preacher yeah. uh, from Batteries, Louisiana, and she started going to that Bible class, and she said, you know, Scott, I think you'd like this class. You ought to come. And, of course, here I am. I'm a smart aleck. I think I know everything, and I don't know anything. So I'm thinking she's getting involved in some cult because it's not the church that we go to on yeah. well, whatever, on occasion. And so I'm going to go check it out to make sure she's not getting involved in some weird thing, right? And come to find out, Obed Kirkpatrick taught the Bible, and he actually taught it with understanding. And interestingly enough, um, he was teaching at that particular time on demonology. And I used to have recurring nightmares about the devil because movies and TV shows— Wow. T- portrayed a caricature of it that was the horn figure in it was I think scary. that's pretty
1: fascinating that yeah. he was teaching on demonology yeah. you, you just don't hear that kind of stuff you don't very often anymore R- so
0: really digging into the scriptures yeah. and and revealing who Satan was that he was a fallen angel yeah that he rebelled against God that some angels went with him and I didn't understand a whole lot but I I stopped getting the nightmares. After that, because it's like, know thine enemy, you know, knowledge erases fear. So I stopped getting the nightmares and then uh, started studying the Bible seriously through rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. But still played Christian, still was doing that. I, I knew the words of the gospel. Yeah. I was beginning to understand who Jesus was, but I had no personal relationship with him. I was it was now at this point, a little bit of arrogance is I know something you don't know. Yeah. It wasn't really a faith based thing. So fast forward, I go to college in a dorm room in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm 20 years old now. And I get a phone call from a friend back home. Uh, and it's a summer between semesters and I'm taking some summer classes. So I'm still living on the campus there in a dorm room in Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And I get this phone call, uh, and it was kind of sad news. It was it was kind of hard to take because uh, it was a close friend and they really got hurt. And uh, I just remember feeling pretty down and despondent. <clears throat> but over the years that I've been studying, I had collected some tapes by a preacher named Brother E.C. Moore. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that name. Yeah, I know E.C. <clears throat> cassette Bible teachings from conferences and things like that. And I started feeling kind of a little down uh, and a little depressed about this news I got. And I was f- sifting through this little shoebox of cassette tapes that I had. And I picked one up and the title was Lost Believers. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. You can't be lost and be a believer. What is he talking about? So I yeah. popped that thing into my little Sony Walkman and I started listening, and he was preaching about people that knew Jesus historically. They knew his name. They knew he died on a cross, but they never believed that he died for them. And what happened is that evening, I got lost. Yeah. I realized that I was lost. I was a sinner, and I needed a Savior. It had never been made clear for me before. And I trusted Christ as your Lord, as my Lord and Savior that day. He uh, referred to a passage in the, uh, the book of John where Jesus said, Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And they are they which testify of me, but you won't come to me that you might have eternal life. And I thought that's me. I, I thought I knew the scriptures. I really didn't. But I thought yeah. I did. But it, I was boasting in my knowledge rather than trusting in my Savior. Yeah. So that day I got what, saved. What was the name of that tape again? Lost, Lost Believers.
1: Believers. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm sure somewhere somebody's converted that message into a YouTube video or something. Yeah. But uh, that was a long time ago. We would be talking 1983.
1: Wow. Okay. So I do
0: remember trusting Christ in 83. I think it was June. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, but I remember almost, the time.
1: It almost took that tape to kind of open your eyes yeah. or your heart to maybe I'm just kind of going through the motions yes, here. Yes, right?
0: very much so. And had a lot of what I thought Bible knowledge. I certainly knew more than I ever yeah. did before. And I think I knew doctrinal things that maybe your average Christian didn't know. But I was lost as a goose because I'd never trusted in the man Christ Jesus as my Savior. The day I did that, I got saved and I've never looked back. And I think it just ignited in me the passion that maybe was always there that the Lord's been trying to pull out of me all that time. And he's broken me several times in my life to get me to focus on what he wanted me to do. But that was the first. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had a very similar experience to that. I know this interview is not about me. so I, w- no, I would love to hear your testimony. <laughs> but, so with our audience. You know, when I was young, I went to a, a camp called Rocky Mountain Grace Camp it oh, was yeah? up in Colorado. Wow. And, you know, I, I can't remember what um, the whole belief that we had prior to going to this camp was, but it, it, the core of it was... That you had to ask Jesus into your heart. Yeah. You've heard this many times, I've heard that, yeah, many times. So I remember sitting with a camp counselor that I had, and this guy was the coolest camp counselor. Like, he was an (laughs) ex-army ranger from, like, Vietnam, I thought this was the coolest thing ever. I wish I still knew his name, but hopefully he won't hear this and be like, man, that was me. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, he, one-on-one sitting there with a counselor, and he asked me, he goes, well, are you saved? And I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm probably 12 years old, right? Yeah, okay. How do you know you're saved? Well, I asked you know, Jesus into my heart. And he goes, did you know that in Jeremiah 17, 9, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? And it was like, it was just like somebody had told me that Santa Claus wasn't real. I was like, what (laughs) what happened? Like, you know, you just took everything away. (laughs) Wow. So it's kind of a very similar thing to that. I don't know why I was thinking of that while you were talking about, like, you're almost like, you grow up in the church yeah. and you go through the motions you go to Sunday school and you learn about all these stories. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it takes a moment in your life that something happens. And like you said, you got that tape, right. From EC yeah. e. Moore and time. you heard that and you were like, wow, yeah, I, I thought I was a Christian, but I'm actually lost. Right. And then it took you kind of humbling yourself to go back to God and ask, or become a believer, right? Yeah. Um,
0: I think organized religion often uses mechanisms like walking an aisle or yeah. baptism or asking Jesus into your heart or praying this prayer or whatever their particular yeah. ritual is, because they want you to be able to say on this date, yeah, yeah, I did this on this date in time. But it's not a matter of marking a calendar. It's a matter of knowing a time in your life. It doesn't matter whether you remember the date.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember the circumstance. I remember realizing I'm lost. Yeah. And if I died, I would end up in hell without Christ. And, and you had a similar experience. Something you know, Those things like asking Jesus into your heart can be a buzzword. And maybe yeah. by sharing yeah. these testimonies, somebody within the sound of our voice is hearing this going, you know, I kind of went through that too. Yeah. But I don't remember ever saying Lord I trust you and I now have a relationship with you. That's what yeah. that's what it is. It's knowing he's your savior.
1: I think it's very common too <clears throat> for people to go through whatever life experiences and then become a Christian and then fall away from their faith. Yeah. Not so much that they don't believe anymore, but they just start getting into their lifestyle or their kids or their family or especially people's career. where yeah. they. I think the very first time I was on with you, I called it Christian autopilot, right? Where you just start doing something else besides living your, yeah. your Christian life. And then it's almost like you have another testimony for faith because something happens to you down the road. And I'm sure this happened to you. It's happened to me and it's happened to probably all of the listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Something happens in your life, whether it's a traumatic event or... Whatever. could just be anything, right? That all of a sudden wakes you up and you go, man, what am I doing? Like, I'm totally focused on my job. I'm totally focused on the wrong things and I need to turn back, right? Yeah. And it's almost like a second testimony. Um,
0: I did have one of those. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I remember that clearly, too, because even though I somewhat had an advantage of being in a really good, solid Bible teaching environment, uh, with uh, the, the lessons I learned from Obed and E.C. Moore. Yeah. And there were other grace preachers that I knew as well. I wasn't serious about the Bible. I got saved uh, when I was 20, but I was focusing on my career, which at that time was music. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'm on tour with an artist and we're traveling. And I actually got into an argument with a, a bandmate about a doctrinal thing. And I knew what they were telling me was not correct but i did not know how to find it or prove it in the scripture and uh-huh. it was sort of like you got your you, you go back to lick your wounds in the back of the bus because you realize I didn't know my Bible well enough to defend my position. Oh, uh,
1: that's not a good position to be in. Right? It was
0: not a good position. So, But I, it was interesting because it was a long tour. I brought with me a bunch of those cassette tapes I had from all these preachers. Uh-huh. And I had my Walkman. And I would mainly use it to practice guitar. But uh, I thought, well, you know, there's somewhere I'm going to find the answer to this. you know. Yeah. And while my original um, uh, idea might have been to go see if I can get the rights first just to prove him wrong— that quickly eroded immediately because I started listening to these more intently. And I went, oh, that's in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Really? And I started, oh, then, and then this hunger for the word ensued. So yeah. it was just a few years after I got saved. And uh, and I still tried to pursue the, the career. But this kept growing as a bigger, it was like a little ember that started to glow and get hotter and hotter. And I just couldn't. Put it aside. I couldn't focus my heart on the entertainment industry because it was so rampant with corruption, anyway. And this this book kept calling me, and I I had something that I badly wanted to say. So ultimately, I got called to preach.
1: Well, and that's why (laughs) (laughs) it says in the Bible to study the show thyself approved, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get into a situation, I've had that happen before myself, where maybe I'm expressing a belief or trying to tell someone who's uh, maybe a non-believer about something, and I don't have the information. Yeah. You almost feel ashamed at that point. I did. And that's why, uh, like I said, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, right? And that means spending time in the Bible. Right. Um, it also means things which, th- that's why this podcast and a lot of other podcasts that are out there are very helpful to people because they can get a lot of information really quickly. Yeah. Or on their drive to and from work. Right. Or whatever. So. Um, <clears throat> and not only spending time in the Word by yourself yeah. and in prayer, but also things like listening to great podcasts like this. So it will help. You know. And I can't
0: tell you how much feedback I get from listeners who've, who who yeah. are just like you're, you're saying. They, I I knew there was something about that. I just didn't know how to put it all together. Or I've always yeah. believed that truth was in the Bible, but you helped me put it put the pieces together. And we're just grateful. So that the Lord could use us for that.
1: Can I ask you the next next question? Okay. I wasn't sure if you were done there or not. I know. I'm good.
0: Yeah. You wide open. What's the story
1: (laughs) then, since we're talking about the podcast and people moving in that, what's the story behind Unlock the Bible Now Mystery, as well as um, why did you start the Bible Mysteries podcast? What made you... Yeah. So shift over to this.
0: yeah. So the podcast really came <laughs> first. Uh, so so fast forward to I am in my 30s and I decide the Lord called me to preach. So I moved to Texas okay. and started um, teaching Baba classes in the Austin area, then San Antonio, and that's where I met you. Yeah. And then ultimately I was traveling to other areas, but uh, <clears throat> and traveled quite a bit as an itinerant preacher or teacher for a while. <clears throat> But then at some point it became clear, you know, I'm starting to raise a family and all that. stuff, so yeah. we needed to be home more. And so we started a Bible church here in Seguin, Texas. And that's been one of the greatest blessings of my life as the people I've met, the friendships I've had, the fellowship we've had. It, we truly, it truly is the family of God, you know, yeah. when you've got people that you're close to and they've been supportive of us and very, very encouraging to me over the years. But I live in a fairly small city. So the opportunities for growth when you preach the truth are kind of small, even in a big city. Yeah. Because the bigger budgets, the bigger, uh, you know, the messages that don't preach the truth, the devil's got control of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go to churches that have 15, 20,000 members and it's going to be a feel good message, you know, a positive thinking type thing. But you're not going to get any meat. But you preach the truth from the word of God. And there's people out there hungry for it, and you praise God for them, but you're not reaching as many. So when you're in a smaller town, you have even less of an impact. Yeah, We've tried many things over the years, children's ministries, music ministries, radio program outreaches, everything locally here. And it never really grew beyond that little, small, close-knit group. And it got to the point where I realized as the timing began to manifest itself and I started looking into things that had always questioned about and uh, there, there's a time when I sort of broke away from some of the uh, uh, rigid teaching of, of the, the grace I grew up with to seeing that there, there were some errors there and when you start to uh, correct your own errors suddenly people start to distance themselves from you mm-hmm. but the more I corrected <coughs> error the more the Lord started I feel like showing me more okay you finally opened your mind and your heart to me now so I, you're ready for this So then I started seeing things about the Nephilim and Ryan Peterson and all that stuff. We'll talk about him later. Uh, A a dear brother in Christ, John, uh, introduced me to that book. But there was quite a number of events, and there's too many to talk about. But eventually, I realized I had a burden to get to more people with the time we had left. And I wasn't going to do that in a small Bible church in Seguin. So I started the podcast because... I, I was thinking about doing it years before, but I just didn't have the technological capabilities yet. The, the software and the things mm-hmm. to make it easy had not yet been made available.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I tried to find people that could help me, and the time just wasn't right. So a few years later, finally, I discovered this platform, Captivate. And it was so self-contained. It was like, okay, the time was right. And then two things fell into place. First of all, Xena. Xena. Uh Uh, My Uh daughter worked uh, grooming dogs with with Zena and met her and they were friends. And one day she had her over and they were just, um, you know, having a movie night, made pizza and, you know, and so we gave them their space. My wife and I did, but uh, every now and then we'd walk into the kitchen to get something and come back. And my wife kept saying, oh my gosh, her personality is amazing. She'd be great for the show. And so I thought, well, maybe we should ask her, because we knew we wanted, Uh when I started this podcast, I knew I wanted to call it Bible Mysteries. In my mind, it was sort of like the X-Files meets the Bible. So I needed a scully to my molder, (laughs) but I knew I wasn't going to find an actual forensic pathologist or whatever she was. And, uh, but we wanted to reach a young demographic. And so my wife said, she's got a great personality. So I reached out to her and said, would you be interested in doing this? And she said, yes. So she came on board, and we did the first episode, and we recorded it. And here's how it gets really interesting. So here's, you had
1: never done an episode before she came on?
0: Never did an episode before. Wow. Zena okay. was there from the okay. beginning.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, I had ideas, and I, and I had it all mapped out, the first episode mapped out. And then I knew what I wanted to do with the, with the show, but I didn't know where we were going to take it and how far it would go. <clears throat> so after we—actually, um, uh, before we even recorded, we had everything ready to go. But uh, it's kind of a long story to make it very short, but I work for a technology company. I can't say which one, but it's tech support. And uh, one day I got a call from a man who had an issue with a computer, and I helped him solve that problem. And sometimes when you do things like that, it takes multiple calls because they've got to go do a step that requires they get off the phone. Yeah. Reinstall yeah. an operating system or something like that. So in the course of doing these things, I found out that this man was a guitar player, too. So whenever I find that little in, I sort of cultivate yeah. that little bit, yeah. and we talked about guitar and everything else. So we solved the problem on the computer, and at the end of the call, he was like, listen, I hope this isn't against protocol, but I want you to know I really appreciate your help. I'd like to send you a personal email of thanks with, these, uh, w- with this luthier, this guitar builder that, I, that makes my guitars for me. I just want you to see his stuff. And I said, I'd love to. So he sent me a nice email. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he did... He signed it at the end and said, P.S., I don't know if I told you this, but I was a radio producer, and I started the show Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell years ago.
1: Okay.
0: And I'm like, what? <laughs> I used to listen to that show. You yeah. know, It was on yeah. late night AM radio, and they talked about UFOs and things yeah. like that. And I thought, wow, that's kind of the way I want my podcast to go. I wonder if he would want to consult with me. So, of course, this was like... A year later, that I'm coming up with this idea. And I thought, I wonder if that guy, I'm not gonna say his name for his privacy, but I wonder if he would wanna consult with me. And I emailed him back. I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I helped you fix a computer. We talked about guitars, and I'd love to pick your brain about a podcast idea. And he said, I remember you, I'd love to do it. Well, this guy thought I was gonna ask him about doing a podcast about guitars. Uh (laughs) So when I called him, we arranged a time, and he said, uh, I said, yeah, I don't know if I told you this, but I used to listen to that show, Art Bell. And also, uh, I'm a preacher at a little Bible church. And the guy kind of went, oh. yeah." you could just hear in his voice, like...
1: (laughs) You hear the air come out of him. Right.
0: (sighs) Because like he said, he was thinking we were going to talk about doing something for guitar. And uh, and yet, he was the guy that started the uh, Coast to Coast show. And I said, well, here's the idea of what I want to do. I want to call it Bible Mysteries. And I laid out the premise for the first episode, The World That Was. And he stopped me, and he said... Scott, I got to tell you, I've never heard anything like this. I want to go get my wife, and he got his wife on the phone, and he said, "Now say that again." Yeah. <laughs> so I told him the show again, and the next thing he said was, "We need to get you on the show." So uh, uh-huh. within a very, he said, "Get twelve episodes under your belt, because once you're on the show, your your listeners are going to explode." And he was not joking. He had me on as a guest. A, a George Nori, uh was the uh, was the is now the host of Coast to Coast. And we went from like two or three members to like 1,500 overnight. Wow. You know, and so thank God, you know, for that and the way that worked out. But uh, yeah, so uh, he kind of gave me some tips on how I could do it and get it started. He's not a podcaster, but he knew about uh, connecting with an audience.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what we did. What a blessing. Yeah, it was amazing. So the, the podcast started first. And then uh, I started to realize that if this thing... You know, we got to the point where we were like 20, 30,000 listeners, unique listeners, mm-hmm. uh, in a very short order. And so I started realizing this has the potential to reach thousands of people yeah. that I could never reach in a local small Bible assembly. Yeah. So I had to make a very hard decision to retire from teaching since I still work a full-time job, which I'm hoping to retire from that and do this full-time eventually. That's the goal. But uh, I retired from the other job that I had so that I could focus on this more time and uh, started Unlock the Bible Now. So we changed our website from being a local church website to Unlock the Bible Now. It's a nonprofit organization and it's the umbrella to Bible Mysteries podcast. Yeah. I now do, of course, unlock the Bible messages every Sunday. Yeah. I was also doing Wednesday, and I plan to get back to that if I go full time.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and now your unique listeners are almost a hundred thousand, almost ninety thousand, almost ninety. 000. Yeah, closing in
0: on ninety thousand. Okay, yeah, it's like eighty-nine and change.
1: Wow. Yeah, so you're reaching a lot of people now.
0: A lot of people, and of course, as I've said, people write us and they say, "Thank you, you've put," and they ask me a lot of questions. You know, yeah, Yeah. and and overwhelmingly positive. There's been a few kind of crazy emails, like you know, you need to teach the world is flat, and uh, or the the rapture is a heresy. You know, there's always going to be whatever
1: everybody's got their yeah.
0: There's always going to be some people that contend, but uh, for the most part, people are saying, "I." Have always wanted to know the Bible this way, and you've helped yeah. me, and you know, and you're a part of that too, John.
1: Well, and I would tell you this, <clears throat> and I think I said this the very first time I came on, and I've only been on here <laughs> about five times, but um, it really, the podcast was a turning point for me as well, because, um, like I said, I was, you know, my wife and I raised kids, and we went to church, and mm. I was just always felt like, oh, man, I feel like I'm not being really fed, right? Yeah. Um, and Another I listen to a lot of prophecy podcasts and things like that, and uh, my wife actually sent me the episode, The Satanic Global Elite, which mm. is series, uh, ep- I'm sorry, series two, episode one, I
0: think? Yeah, season two.
1: Season two, episode one, yeah. So she sent it to me, and she was like, hey, you know Scott, but we hadn't talked for so long, right? And she was like, you hey, he listen to this. So I listened to it, and it was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is what I have been searching for, right? and. Wow. Um, I think it's interesting because all of the podcasts that you've done, although it's all scripturally based and backed up with scripture, is all stuff you'll never hear about in church. I mean, it's...
0: Rarely. Let, let's talk no. about
1: the Masonic Lodge. Let's mm-hmm. talk about MK Ultra. Let's talk about the world that was, right? Stuff right. That, yeah, so...
0: And, um, and that's interesting you bring that up, John, because mm-hmm. Unlock the Bible Now allows the ministry to have more... Um, edifying type teaching Mm -hmm. for those that want that too. Not part of the podcast, just the weekly Sunday messages where Bible mysteries allows us to get into the more conspiratorial things because they do tie back to the Bible. And my aim is I want to use that as a as a pipeline into the word of God. So if somebody is interested in the the Nephilim or the satanic global elite or UFOs and they go, oh, they are mentioned in the Bible. We're always going to try to put a Bible perspective on it. (laughs) And hopefully that intrigues them to want to know more about this book. And then from there, they may discover things that will help enhance faith. Well, I think faith. it's going to
1: open up so many people to the Word of God just by these topics, which pe- so many people are very interested in, but mm. they don't know where to go to find information about it. Right? And like, I'm, uh, like I said, you're not going to hear about it on a normal Sunday, right? True. Or it's going to be very rare that you do. If that's you true. do, then you've got a great church that's teaching yeah, some, stay there. <laughs> some some good you know doctrine. But for the most part, you're just going to be out there searching for it. And I want to put a little bit of a plug in here to the listeners and the mm. subscribers because I do the same thing. Um, and I've seen great results from it where I've gotten a couple of your episodes and I'm like, man, this is mind blowing. So I'll forward that on to a couple of my friends yeah. or my brothers or just other people that I know are uh, Christians or not. They may just have interest in things in the Bible and they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, they know all these stories, but when you show them something like um the fallen angels and the result of that and the Nephilim, all of a sudden they're like, wow. Yeah. And then they want to find out more, right? So then they get very interested. So
0: that's great. (laughs) Well it's interesting you you mentioned that because Mm. that particular episode about the Satanic Global Elite we did in January of 2021. Mm -hmm. And we actually started the show um September of 2020. Right before the COVID pandemic was even something to think about or on the radar, Uh and then it hit, and then later in that year of 2021 is when it, was it 2020? 2020 was the lockdowns, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, so we started the year of the lockdowns. That's right. So, um, yeah. And uh, it's almost like the timing was perfect because it was like all this stuff to me was proving we're approaching the time of the ends. Because I I know if you, you just say the word pandemic, you're going to be b- b- uh, blackballed by YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that really, to me, was the catalyst to start this uh, taking over of all Christian liberties. And it's mm-hmm. it's happening as we speak. We just don't realize it because of the deception. So these, uh, these shows are designed to kind of warn people and kind of let them know what's coming.
1: Yeah. Because... Part of the <clears throat> the the core driving factor behind this podcast is exposing the satanic global elite. Absolutely right? And
0: their agenda. Right.
1: Which I think there's a lot of prophecy yeah. uh podcasts out there that are fantastic. I don't know of a whole lot of that are focused on, hey, let us show you what's going on yeah. behind the scenes in our government. Our Federal Reserve oh, system. Yeah. What's going on in NATO? What's going on in the World Health Organ, the WEF? I mean, you can just go on it's, and it's on. It's everywhere. Right? It
0: it's everywhere. And something that was kind of just almost like unrelated, but totally ties in. Um, are you remember the name of the artist, uh, David Bowie? Oh yeah, who died not too yeah. long ago. I was never really a fan of David Bowie. I knew a couple of his hits, but I, yeah. I, I didn't know his music. I had. I did some research recently. I had no idea. How steeped in the occult and Aleister Crowley and the the Thulemite teaching and stuff. His videos are are basically talking about what the satanic global elite is doing, and he's all for it. Yeah. Uh, And before he died, he did a video called Black Star that's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. It's almost about the birth of the Ten Kings of the Book of Revelation.
1: Yeah. And,
0: so, and he and he wants this. He, he absolutely thinks that the Savior is going to be the Antichrist. So
1: this is a whole other podcast. Oh, right? yeah. We, we could do a podcast on David you're, Bowie. You're just talking about the music Starman. industry, right? we got oh. the music industry. we got the movie industry oh, they are, are showing us what we want. Oh, There's my gosh. Everything. Government. So, yeah, I mean, I guess back All to the medium. podcast. All maybe, media, yeah. I think it's really good that you're doing a podcast that's not just prophecy or not just what your ministry is. And everybody has their own ministry, but it's addressing stuff that people yeah. aren't seeing so much that's right in front of their faces every day and exposing that as much as possible. And when people see it and they finally realize it, they're going to be like, holy cow. And like I said, send it to a friend Yeah, and just say, what do you think of this? Now they might Absolutely. think you're a little crazy because some of this stuff might take people aback, right? Yeah, right from the beginning, but God will touch their heart if He wants them to see it, yeah. And because then His His will is for them to pass it on to somebody else Amen. and get that message out. So.
0: Well, John, um, now that you mentioned that, I think this would uh-huh. be a good time to bring something up, to to encourage people to share and send it to a friend. Okay. We're going to offer something here, then we're going to try this out. We've never done this before, but as we mentioned at the beginning of this message, you know, we started um, our premium subscription. Yeah. So there's bonus content in that, and you can hear all about it in the ads we, we do in the other messages. So I'm not going to bore you with that, but suffice it to say, it's uh, a bonus content includes, you know, um, uh, it's part— Uh, to interviews or especially things like that. Uh, No ads um, and the uh, newsletter, which is really interesting. There's videos connected to it. So what we want to do is we're going to give away 10 one-year subscriptions to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. Okay, And the way we're going to do that, it's going to be for the next 10 five-star reviews that our uh, non-subscribing listeners might leave on either Apple Podcasts Spotify podcast or a new thing I'll tell you about in a moment called SpeakPipe where you can actually go to our website and leave us a recorded voicemail. And you can say, hey, you know, we want a compelling little review of how Bible mysteries may have changed your life or enhanced your love of the Word of God or just something like that. A little mini
1: testimony. That would be awesome.
0: So when you hear this message, which will be released on Monday uh, after today, which is going to be next week, then that week, I guess if I put a date on it, it would be uh, um, August the 9th 9th. or August the 8th. And so that week, at the end of that week, we're going to review those um, those messages that, that people leave us, those reviews. And uh, the, the most compelling ones of the 10, you're going to win a subscription. Now, if you're already a subscriber and you want to apply, you can do that too. And what you could do is gift that subscription to a friend.
1: Very cool. You know. Yeah.
0: So, But we'll pay for the first year. And then at the end of that year, of course, if you want to continue to listen, you'll have to renew on your own. But I just think it's a great deal. Uh, you know, It's an $84 yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, bargain for the year because it's $7 a month. But yeah, we're going to make selections at the end of the week. And then if you want to actually, instead of typing a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you want to leave us a voice message review, just go to utbnow.com. utbnow.com is short for Unlock the Bible Now. And our homepage, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see our social media links. And we'll you'll see, leave us a message on SpeakPipe. And you okay. just click record. And I already had a very kind message from one of the uh, other podcast shows uh, which is called By Their Fruits. And Bryant left okay. me a very sweet hey, congratulations on your 100 episodes. And we'll be putting those out for people to hear because uh, we've got some others who are going to leave us messages awesome. too. But we would like your review, not about our 100th episode, just about the whole podcast. And Yeah, if you'll do that, there's a chance you could win one of those. Uh,
1: ten free subscriptions. Yeah, awesome. One of the ten. Awesome. So
0: just wanted to mention that. So... Um, Did you have other questions, John? Yeah, if
1: I've got a little bit more. time. Oh, you got time? Yeah, I just wanted to get that in before we went too long. I I think it'd be important for you to tell us. um, I mean, what do you see for the future of this thing? I mean, are you planning on doing? I know you talked about a book, right? Are you planning on doing some little mini documentaries or videos or what? You know, we have big plans. (laughs) How's this going to grow?
0: Seems like each time you and I do a little show prep before we record we start talking about things we want to do, right? Yeah, and ideas yeah. we have. So we do have big plans, uh, folks. And, and I'll tell you, um, your, your subscription and those who donate to Unlock the Bible now, all of that money goes towards the growth that we have for this ministry. So we obviously, we're already now on YouTube and Facebook, mm-hmm. and we've expanded yeah. that now to Rumble and Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's. Yeah. Twitter version or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. We're on Instagram. Uh, I want to do more of that. And uh, obviously, the, the um, censorship is going to continue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so we're cool. looking for other uh, platforms as well. So our, our goals are we want to expand those platforms. And ultimately, my goal, like I said earlier, I want to devote full time to this because if we were self-funded and, and, and viable uh, and sustainable, yeah. then we could basically uh, we'll be able to complete this book, which I plan to do, Lord willing. Yeah, uh, we want to um, go to um, on location. And record interviews of authors or uh, what was been in the news recently, Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. Love yeah. to go there and talk to people in that area. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, I'd love to go do. Uh, they were actually talking about spiritual portals, portals recently, yeah. which we were talking about. I didn't even know that show existed until a, a listener told me about them. Huh. Uh, and um, we want to just continue to reach out and reach a larger audience. I can see at some point Bible Mysteries might even be viable as a television program. Yeah. Should the Lord open that door. And there's a personal thing that I want to do, and that is I want to be able to have the time to do some research, and I want to try to solve a mystery that's been on the back of my mind for some time now. We've talked about in other episodes uh, the possible scenario of how the Antichrist may appear as aliens, extraterrestrials yeah, yeah. claiming to be uh, having seeded the human race, there's a lot of that discussion going on right now yeah. about UFOs and things, and I want to try to figure out who are these species of alien greys, yeah. insectilens, mm. reptilians, whatever? Are are, are they real? Uh, Now, the grays are real. There's no doubt about that. There's clearly mechanisms out there, the flying saucers, the UFOs. Uh, But there's a lot of discussion back and forth. Are they actually extraterrestrials from other planets? Are they uh, host bodies for the Nephilim disembodied spirits? Are they demons themselves? And uh, by the way, coming up in just a few more weeks will be my interview with Timothy Alberina, where we do discuss that somewhat. Um, But I want to figure out a Bible answer for that. And that's going to take yeah, a good bit of research. That'll be
1: fascinating. That's going to take a lot of research. Though, <clears throat> right. Because there's not only the greys, you hear about reptilian, yeah, Nordics. Hear, uh, yeah, Nordics. Mm-hmm. Who knows what else? Um, I mean, there's all the stuff in mythology. Right. You know, um you name it, right? There's so
0: much. And then do more research in the Giants and the Nephilim, yeah, yeah. Uh, L.A. Marzulli we had on, and, and yeah. of course, Ryan Peterson and his great book. So they've done a great bit of that. I would love to go to those locations of yeah. some of these places and maybe see some of this evidence and, and actually you know tie it into the Bible the way we do it, with our unique style. Well,
1: we've got to get the, the subscriber base up <laughs> yeah, so that yes, we do. Scott can quit his job <laughs> and do this full time, but then, you know... Um, be able to dedicate the time that goes into all the research and yeah. travel and all that that goes into all Yeah, that there's stuff, expenses.
0: So. You know, we, we had, um, there was, like I said, overwhelming positive comments from everybody, even when we started the premium subscription. One person that was disappointed that we started charging for the premium podcast um, wasn't particularly. Um, uh, friendly about it, but uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because they like it was one in a million. You know, yeah. a million people yeah. love it, and one one person doesn't. And you know what? If it's not for you, it's not for you. That's okay. But their complaint was, I can't imagine there's much expense in doing a podcast. But I've never done a podcast, and it's like, well, you answered your own question. There's a <laughs> lot of expense in doing a podcast, and even more uh, to make a ministry viable to the way we would like to do it. Well, you
1: know? it, <clears throat> I don't know that it's so much about the expense. Mm-hmm. Although when you start talking about traveling to places all around the United States or even other places. That gets really expensive, right? Um, I think it's more about the dedication to me. I mean, look, you've got to take care of a household and kids in college and all kinds of stuff, Well, true. That's true. Um, And then you work (laughs) during the day and then you do research at night, research (laughs) on the weekend. So um, I think it's more about freeing up your time. Yeah. That's my thing. Is it if we that. could free up your time where you could dedicate your time one hundred percent to seeking out questions that I have. And I know so many people out there have questions about this, oh, yeah. that or the other. They can be sending you And you could be taking a log of things that you're checking out or digging into. I mean, it takes a lot of time to look into all that stuff, not to mention going to the Bible and trying to find... absolutely.
0: To find that study time for you. And we do get a lot of questions from people that I can't answer quickly or right away because of time constraints. So I'd love to be able to have an answer for you more quickly. And so now that you mentioned that, John, one of the things that we're really asking people to do for the future, if y'all want to help us, if it's on your heart, if the Lord's put it in your heart to help us do this, you know, Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. Well, we're looking for ambassadors for Bible mysteries. You know, we're going to preach mm-hmm. the truth of the Word of God, uh, and hopefully lead people more to a, a relationship with Christ uh, through this. And through the entire UTB now umbrella. So anything the Lord puts on your heart is going to go to, towards that aim. And our ministry needs sustainability. Yeah. And that comes through its listeners. You know, for, for a person that, uh, feels like, uh, somebody used the term uh, you're, you're charging for the gospel. Well, no, we're not. The gospel is free. The gift of Christ is free, but God uses his people to support these ministries. Oh absolutely. You know, he yeah. just as Satan works through his human proxies, the satanic global elite and he's got billions yeah. in resources. Well, God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe and so we preach freely, but Paul still had to take up collections. Yeah. And he worked as a tent maker when he couldn't get that. So uh, he clearly, uh, like L.A. Marzulli says, we need to keep the lights on. Yeah. You know, and it's, he's legit on that. And of course, he has advertisers and things like that. We've chosen not to do that for now. I'd like to not have to get annoying advertisements coming yeah, up. Yeah, you know, I agree. Other than you and me. <laughs>
1: Just pleading for <laughs> subscribers all the time.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. And, 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 you know, it reminds me. That um, I live uh, close to San Antonio, we do. yeah. And there was a Catholic church there that had been there for years. And it was in the news a few years ago, I think before COVID hit. Uh, and they just, they closed their doors. And there was a big to-do on the news about all the people were there and they cried. Oh, I can't believe it's closing. You're going away. Yeah. And, uh, and the pastor or the priest or whoever was the, the person in charge was kind of like saying, well, where have you been? Yeah. Where were you? If you'd been coming and supporting us, we wouldn't be closing the door. Yeah, it's not free. Yeah. And so you have to understand no matter what aspect of the ministry you're in, it takes human resources yeah. to keep it going, should the Lord want Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anything you want to do and be a part of it and be an ambassador, you know, maybe <laughs> eventually we'll have uh, merchandise you can wear to represent the brand, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll a get. A book. Yeah, a book and uh, more books. I have plenty of ideas. I just don't have the time.
1: I like what you said about L.A. Marzulli, too, because after I listened to your podcast with him, I I had no idea who L.A. was, right? Uh Obviously, I find out he's kind of like a legend in the business. He really is. I'm the one who's on the outside here. (laughs) But um, I started going on, I think it's on uh, Prime Video or something like that and looking up in his his documentaries. And I think they're $4.99 or something like that. Yeah, very inexpensive. Very inexpensive, but I mean, I looked at that and I'm like, man, $4.99, you'd spend $4.99 like that on a cup of coffee, right, at Starbucks or something like that. And I have gotten five or six of his films and they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. So uh, I think it's just about, you know, where you want to allocate, you know, how you spend your money and how God calls you to do that, but we've got to get this message out to people because they're looking for it.
0: I agree. And you know, one thing we can do in closing, we'll we'll make this a little bit longer episode because um, I just wanted to share with people, you know, what we, um, we'd love to hear from you about what topics you really want to discuss, what you really like, you know, your ideas, I'll use them. I write them down when you write them to me, I put them on a list and I do research where I can, but you know, the top performing episodes that were from the free Uh, podcast and captivate Mm -hmm. uh starting in this order the world that was that was our first episode yeah people were fascinated and that's what the book is going to be lord willing Mm -hmm. and i'm still working on that uh talking about the civilization of angels before man on this planet uh that was our top number one episode the three heavens uh was the next one that talks Mm -hmm. about it was actually our third episode i think and uh it talked about um how uh, the, there's uh, where God's throne is mm-hmm. and then the atmosphere and then outer space is in between. People didn't realize that that's the realm of the fallen angels in that <laughs> second heaven, you okay. know? The Nephilim and the Giants—that's been a huge uh, yeah. uh, thing. People still love learning about that, and we will continue to talk about that. And then, of course, yours was the Satanic Global Elite. That's yeah. the one. That was our fourth most listened to or most most downloaded episode because people see how that all ties in. And then the fifth most uh, downloaded was the Sea of Glass, and I don't think people realize that there's literally a frozen floor yeah. that separates the second <laughs> and the third heaven. Uh, and um, that's uh, to keep out the iniquity from mm-hmm. God's presence. Yeah. You know. Now on YouTube, the favorite episodes, the most watched are two episodes we did with Ryan Peterson. Uh, yeah, episodes pretty
1: popular he, guy there. He's huh? phenomenal. By the way, I, I mean
0: he's. I've there. got various books right there. <laughs> And and incidentally, uh, Brian uh, Ryan, excuse Brian Ryan, has a show called Thursday Night Theology on Facebook, and I'm going to be a guest on there with him again on okay. August, on, on August the 18th. So Thursday night, August the eighteenth. Look for me there again, but don't wait for me. Go listen to Ryan. I keep saying Brian for some reason. <laughs> Ryan. I keep. I like want yeah, to say. So, I want to say brother Ryan <laughs> yeah, because he's go. my brother in Christ, uh, and just such a what a teacher. Yeah. What a phenomenal yeah. teacher and writer. So uh, check him out uh, if you haven't gotten his books, uh, Judgment of the Nephilim. So we re- interviewed him the first time, episode forty-eight, and people loved it. And then we got him again when he did his second book, episode ninety-five, and they are two parts there, yeah. and of course, you can only get part two if you subscribe to the premium. And then the third most watched episode on YouTube was uh, episode seventy, the mystery of Apollyon, which gets back into the bottomless pit and the angel yeah. that unlocks it. Yeah. And that's going to be our next episode, John. We're going to talk about CERN and the abyss. Yeah which will tie back into that character that's in there, Apollyon. And he just keeps coming back. Right? He keeps coming back. Yeah. And he's mentioned by Ryan in his book. Yeah. He's mentioned by Timothy Alberino in his book Birthright. Uh, it's it's really fascinating how this ties into the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to <laughs> kind of throw those out there.
1: So, and all of those are still free episodes, so people can go back and listen to those if they want. All those are free episodes. With the exception, isn't uh, the interview... Part What's 2 part? of Ryan's interview which is episode 96. You need to be a subscriber. You need to for be that. a subscriber okay. to hear
0: that no. one. You need to <laughs> you need to be a subscriber to hear part 2 of LA Marzulli. Okay. And with our upcoming interview when we release it with Timothy Alberino, you'll need to be a subscriber for part 2. And you know, he gave us so much of his time and he was so generous and it's a oh my gosh. It's yeah. going to be a fascinating interview uh, when you when you hear it. But it might end up being three parts. Wow. Cuz it was so full, but I'm going to I'm going to try to Chop it up right so that it's not you know I don't want it to be you know two forty minutes and one ten you know yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I can make it an hour two hours I'll do it you know okay but uh, yeah you'll you don't want to miss that he has a perspective and his book Birthright that is just it's it's as fascinating as as Ryan in L A
1: awesome
0: so yeah absolutely and having said that John I think we pretty much wrapped up a good hour here I think so yeah. Well,
1: Congratulations on 100 episodes. And to you, <laughs> my right-hand <laughs> of fellowship, yeah,
0: absolutely. for being a part of this and hopefully many more. I hope you hopefully you'll still be here if we celebrate 200 uh-huh. episodes. Lord willing, should he tarry? Yeah. And we still have more of the satanic elite to expose. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Me too. Well, thank you all for tuning in today. Hope you've learned something you didn't know about us and what our aims are. And uh, tune in next week for episode 101. And we're going to continue talking about CERN and the Abyss. So once again, appreciate you listening. Take care. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com.